And I've got three words for you, Tay. Three words for you. Genuine asshole defense. A lot of foreskin. There's more foreskin dragging. Alright. <laughs> we need to change the name of this show. The Foreskin Fantasy Football Show. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, you haven't helped me out at all here. It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzler. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. I'm going to go through what the playoffs would look like if they started today. And let's preview week 13. I reckon that will come out good. But this year, I just kind of feel like it's different, don't you? You look at this year, how tight it is. Reviewing all of this week's matchups. Exactly. And how exciting would that be? Well, it'd certainly give people something to think about. And that's a wrap. Oh, mate. Okay. Well, look, I don't want to put too much pressure on you because you've got that five from five last year where you picked oh, football cards. Both semifinals, went on to pick the grand final. Just, are you still telling your boys this bedtime story on the reg? Oh, mate, it's just high five every night. Just high five. <laughs> that song I played um, after last year, it's just every night. You know, Daddy, can I have a book at something else but a high five and a different song? No. Sorry, son. It's <laughs> high five all night. Yeah, like, God knows what it will be if I get to 10 from 10. Jesus Christ, I'll be peacocking all over the place. <laughs> And not the handicap uh, point. I'll make you a new Taylor Talk intro if you get 10 out. <laughs> I don't know how to raise the stakes. I, I'm not prepared for this. Nah, not at all. It's going to be a bit weirder weird feeling uh, having me in the in the second week, but at least uh, this week I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, true. That's It'll make it easy to be objective. I can't wait to hear what happens next week because, um, you know, yep. there comes a time where, like last week for me, it was hard for me to be objective and to check my emotions and my self-interest at the door. Uh, I think it'd be fine to give your pardon next week if you're just like, hey, fuck it. I'm just going to beat whoever's in front of me. <laughs> I don't know if people remember from last year what I'd normally do. I, I basically take the team names out of it and I just break down the positions and I pick a like a, basically a projection of the player um, and that's it. And then I literally just count the numbers at the end and then that's how I do it. Like I, I basically take the team name completely out of it. See if you can do it next week. But that's next week's show. Yeah. So make sure yeah, you that, that, <laughs> was that Mahomes projected for 97? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that is the longest foreskin I've ever seen. So no more foreskinning for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sagging all over the ground. No, um, that foreskin, you have to tuck it in your sock. It's that long. All right. <laughs> That's it, mate. All right. All right. I'm going to um, shut up and throw it over to you um, after my night before Christmas rendition earlier today where uh, – Yeah, I liked it. It was nice. <laughs> All right. Zipping the lips. I'm out. All right. Well, congratulations, Jackal, you beautiful specimen. Hopefully that bald head is polished up in the Shino Ballo, ready for this huge occasion. <laughs> He's up against the Snag Dogs representing the Silky Smooth South Division. Good luck to both entrants here, guys. You both deserve it. Yeah, definitely. So, Cousins up against Rogers. 
Now, both are optimal matchups. Cousins against the 30th defense against QB uh, in the Bears, and Rogers up against the Ravens, who are 22nd against this position. Cousins has shirked his lettuce sandwich comp. And would you believe, Matty C, actually ended up one spot ahead of Rogers in the rankings this year, finishing six and seven, respectively. Wow. Now, I think both of these guys are in for far above average games. With that said, I think the Ravens secondary being absolutely decimated just com- just completely helps Rogers. I'm taking Rogers 27-24. I, just, I think that Ravens team is obvious. You throw on them, you don't run on them. They're very stout against the run still, but oh, they just get beaten everywhere in the air. So I think it's going to be a big Rogers. Everybody in the secondary is just, I just dead. That, yeah, I don't even know anyone in the secondary anymore because everyone who I know is just in a suit on the sideline now. It's just, yeah. Yep, bucket of dry possum dicks. Um, yeah. Don't know what the difference is, but <laughs> all right, now. I don't know. No one knows. Uh, <laughs> now, hard on Gordon and Gibson up against Jacobs and Najee Harris. All of these guys are top 21 in ranking, so this should be a great matchup. Yeah. Gordon ranked 18 up against the 21st best rushing D in Cincy. Gibson ranked 14th up against the 23rd uh, Philly run D. Jacobs at 21 up against the 9th best run D in Cleveland. And Najee at running back four, who has the hardest matchup by far, up against the second best rushing D in the league, the Tennessee Titans. Can you believe it? Well, hang on. They've got the world record for our secondary. So (laughs) why would you ever run? Exactly. You're, you're completely right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that stoutness so, of defense. It's like, oh, we can literally just throw it to the running back. <laughs> mate, just <laughs> look, all I'm basing it off the stats, mate. Just, oh, yeah, just okay. our sets. <laughs> Back in your box, hey, mate. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, Gibson and Jacobs are two of the most team-dependent running backs in the league. When the team wins, they play well. But when they don't, they struggle to garner volume and scoring opportunities. I think the Raiders are toast, and Washington has a better chance of winning, so I lean Gibson there. So Najee is interesting. The Titans are stout against the run, Matty C. But the problem is, Najee does most of his damage in the receiving game, so he's hard for anyone to stop fantasy-wise. In saying that, with how well the Broncos are running the ball, I'm only going to lean Najee here. I think the matchup is incredibly close, but I'll take an upset here and go Jackals pair 25-23. Ooh. Bit of a little upset there for you. So now a questionable DJ Moore and Jefferson up against Cup and AJ Green. Uh, Green coming off a 100-yard performance and is against the 12th best receiving defense in the Lions. Cup could be the fantasy MVP this year, so his matchup is irrelevant. For shits and giggles, it's the Seahawks who are eighth against receivers. Moore is facing an uphill battle just to play, and even if he does, he's up against the number one receiving defense in the Bills. Jefferson, I think, is a fantastic find for Jackal and could see some huge breakaway plays against the Seahawks. In summary, I think this is where Joel takes control, though, and wins the matchup 29-17. Now, Gronk versus Ertz, tight end here. Uh, Gronk is tight end 10 on the year, even with six games missed. I like him here against the Saints. They are ninth on the year against tight ends, but in general, they are far easier to pass on than run on, and the Bucs will know that. 
Ertz is up against the Lions, which seems good in theory, but I'm not sure how often the cards will need to pass when it is incredibly easy to run on the Lions. I'm taking Gronk here 13-8. Oh, mate. And look, you mentioned in wide receiver too that AJ Green is against the 12th best passing defense. Well, it's only because there's so little volume. You don't need to. Yeah. You've got the lead. You're in tight games where you're just trying to kill the clock. Yeah. 100%. I don't agree with you. It's like well, for a while there, the Jets were like one of the like top 10 rece- uh, receiving defenses because everyone just runs on them forever, like Forrest Gump, just straight down the middle. <laughs> uh, so, Ayuk uh, up against Crowder. In the flex, Crowder was disappointing last week considering he's the last man standing. He definitely has a Zach Wilson problem. He's up against the Dolphins, who on the year look like a decent matchup at 28th against receivers, but Miami has been far better over the last six weeks where they've turned their entire season around. IU got the game winner last week and is up against one of the leaky asshole defenses in Atlanta. Even with Debo and Kittle getting theirs, I see a better day, day for Ayuk here, and I'll take him 11-8. McManus and Suckup is a bit of a wash. I see more field goal potential for McManus, but more XPs for Suckup. But how I think there's a difference here. I think Cardinals against the Lions is a much better option than Saints against the Bucks. I take Joel here 12-3. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that Tampa Bay offense, I don't want a piece of any defense against the Tampa Bay offense. God, no. Especially Tampa Bay at home. <laughs> no way. Absolutely no way. I, I'm not trying to tell people how to run their team, but uh, yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, not going to say anything. <laughs> anyway, lucky I'm on a podcast and no one hears this. Um, congratulations. <laughs> a plenty for both players for making it this far. And again, well done to Jackal for his first appearance. Sadly for him, however, I have Joel winning this 118 to 98. But if there's anyone that would like to ruin my perfect postseason, I think it should be you, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide! (laughs) Mate, uh, look, there is a reasonably good history of people who make it to their first playoff campaign only to get bundled out in their first week. So it wouldn't be like an ashaming thing for that to happen to anybody. Um, because the level of competition is is really steep. As you've said, and I think as our league continues to vote, just making it to a final six is an achievement. So, um, mate, Jackal, the pennant is in the mail. And um, and even if this does turn out to be a one-hit wonder for you, Jackal, enjoy it, mate. Enjoy it. Bathe in it. Because uh, they, they often say about finals, you got to be in it and lose one before you can go and win it. So uh, even if that's the case, mate, you've done a great job. And we'll see you back next year. Absolutely, mate. Well done. And feel free to stick it to me and, uh, and, and win. Hey, this is Tim from Bad Council. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to Astro League Podcast from the land down under. And this might be the chance to just put yourself back up to the number one spot, mate. If Marky Mark can do you right. Do me right, Mark. Do me right. I've got to tell you, this happens every week. This morning when I got up, I didn't expect you to be sitting here saying to me down the dulcet tones of my phone, do me right, Mark. Do me right. <laughs> <laughs> Another unexpected uh, part of this podcast. <laughs> now, congratulations again here to Ryan and Brendox. This will truly be a heavyweight fight between these two wonderful fantasy players. Yes. I'll toot my own horn here quickly, as I like to do. So my <laughs> best preseason call in a long time, Tom Brady versus Josh Allen. What a bloody matchup. Wow. Tom Brady is just slinging the fuck out of that thing, and he doesn't care. 
MVP is in the bag, in my opinion. He takes on the Saints, who funnily enough, he struggles against results-wise, but it still usually puts up good numbers against. I believe he lost to them early in the year, but was still a top-five QB on the week. They are 21st against QB, yada, yada, Brady dominates. <laughs> Things haven't been as rosy for Josh Allen, but he's still an upper echelon QB who uses his legs and is the first, second, and third on the depth chart at running back for the Bills. <laughs> Carolina a fifth Carolina a fifth against QBs, but are falling off a cliff fast recently. I think this is a comeback game for Allen, and I'm actually going to take him, even with the mild turf toe news, in a huge scoring affair, 34-32. Mm, all right. Well, look, let the record show. Um, this is going to be a, a quarterback battle for the ages. Can't wait. Absolutely. Now, we have two studs again uh, and two question marks in the running back battle. <laughs> Cook and Kamara studs, no question. Cook against the Bears, who are 16th against running backs. But Kamara gets the Bucks, who I still think is the worst matchup for running backs. And unfortunately, his targets go down with Taysom. So give me Cook by seven points here, just between those two. Ooh, that's a big gap for those two. Now, I still believe Swift won't play, but he's there. So I'm going to have to be very coy with my prediction as it's a bit of a hedge. Dylan is actually getting more of the work on the ground, but Baltimore are very stout against the run, being sixth against opposing running backs. I think this is a low-scoring affair in the running back two spot, but with the chance of Swift playing, I'll take the Huskers by two. Oh, mate. And look, I have no idea if you, Detroit, why you'll be bringing Swift back. I just don't understand. I don't know either. I wouldn't be bringing anyone with the slightest cough back. Like, you got... (laughs) You got your win, like your your win to feel good about yeah. yourself now. Just like, especially your future guys that you really want for, you know, the next few years. Just, just let them sit. I don't know why yeah. that would bother. What are you doing? Like, if it's golf, whatever. You're not married to yeah. golf, but gee, yeah, Swift. I, don't, I have no idea why you bring him back. Anyhow, you've got to play what's in front of you here, and uh, yep. yeah, it's going to probably be a low scorer because I think AJ Dillon just has a tough time getting anything going because that goal line doesn't belong to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Jones, even if he's not getting the most touches, he gets the, the highest scoring touches uh, in the red zone. They so. totally pulled him out on like a goal to go on the one. They just completely yeah. pulled Dylan out just so they could put Jones in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and he just peeled off like 35 yards of running in four plays to get him there. And they pulled him out. I know. They took Quadzilla out just to stroke the ego of Jones. Uh now, I think this is going to be Higgins and Pittman against Jefferson and Gallup, even though Ryan is Shepard in there at the moment. Uh, Denver aren't the best matchup for Higgins uh, at ninth against wide receivers, but he is getting a huge amount of targets recently. Pittman gets an incredibly tough matchup against the Pats, who take out your best weapon and a fourth at stopping the pass. Uh, Jefferson is NBA jam rules right now. He's on fire. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> and plays the 26th worst receiving defense in Chicago. Gallup gets a decent matchup against the Giants at 26, uh, 25th sorry, against the receivers, yep. but he's equal third in the receiving game for Dallas, so you've got to temper expectations. Give me Brendox here, 27-17. Oh, mate, the sky's the limit for Jefferson. Make it 37. Yeah, he could get 27 <laughs> by himself, but I, 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 I don't see much for Gallup, though, so I kind of had it like 22-5. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, 
going to be a tough day out for Chicago trying to keep on top of Jefferson. I mean, he tortures everybody at the moment. He's just oh. incredible. Going to be brutal. Uh, now, this is where things could turn a little. Uh, Andrews is the tight end one on the season now and faces Green Bay, who are middle of the pack. Get it? Pack? Oh. Uh, just wonderful. The <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, against tight ends, obviously. Uh, Waller, on the other hand, may still be out. So it's a tough one to call, but if anyone can afford to lose a TE, uh, it's Brendox with having got it also. I say in this TE stack, it goes Andrews 12, Waller 10, got it 9. So that's sort of just the way I've sort of penciled in for those guys. Now, Robin Robinson for Ryan is a conundrum was looking great until a couple of fumbles and some injury concerns, and now he seems to like he's in the doghouse. He gets an unbelievable matchup against the Texans, however, so I'm still hopeful. I say he gets 13 here. I think I saw the Texans are like three-point underdogs. I, I, I'd be taking them. I actually think yeah. – I, I, I actually really think they're going to win. I, I think they care more. I just don't think the Chags give a shit anymore. Like, I think they really want Urban Meyer to just wake up and take a college job and leave – um, I just don't think they see anything to play for right now, whereas the Texans sort of just seem to be want, like really trying to stand up some games. Like Davis Mills goes out there and throws 300 yards and they've got some pe- – like, you know, not great pieces, but at least something that I think could be the Jags. We're having trouble getting anything going on and uh, as long as we don't kill Trevor Lawrence, then fine. Give us a bigger draft pick. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um I think Bass beats McPherson, McPherson, how you say it, purely based on the Bills scoring more points than the Bengals. Yep. Bengals get the Broncos, which isn't a high-scoring matchup, um, but I can see the Bills having a bit of a field day. I'll take Bass by five. So it's a bit of a tempered expectation there, but I'll take Bass by five. Yep. Uh, and the Bills' D should have an absolute cracker here against Cam Newton, as we already mentioned. And the Ravens <laughs> would be horrendous against the Packers. I'll say Bills by six, but it could be a lot more. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just get a feeling that Ryan might just be placeholding yeah. there so then he can make a late move. Yeah, exactly. I have to, I have to do it as I say it, but yep. you know, I think he will change it. And uh, I think I would keep end, my cards close if I was Ryan too. I don't think I'd want to telegraph my yeah. next move. And it's probably why I only took Bills by six. Like, I didn't want to go, like, Bills by 20. <laughs> like, and, then, like, and then all of a sudden, he ends up with a pretty decent pick. And then, you know, I'm sitting there with a ridiculous, stupid, like, matchup prediction based off that. So, no, I just sort of tempered it a bit. I think six is actually a pretty good win in a, in a defensive matchup anyway. Uh, in the end, I have to take Brendox here as he moves on to the next round with an 18-point win over Ryan. Man, I was only talking to Brendan about this earlier today and wished him good luck in the playoffs. And, um, man, he's just got this sneaky way of turning up in a grand final pretty much any time he's in the postseason. Yeah. Kind of does. <laughs> Definitely it, comes so. in the form. Goodness. Yeah, imagine that. Then that would be just another world of wildcard teams defeating division winners. And we've had a healthy history of that being the case since we installed the wildcard system. Proves yep. again how close the league is. Yeah, it really does. Wow. So imagine that. We're going to see with, uh, you know, if, if we just go on history of the perfect record, record, record from 2020. Uh, yeah, that's it. The wildcard teams win. And um, yeah, we don't even need to play the games now. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's all, it's all done. Sorry, guys. 
Please don't accuse me of being shady when I give Pete the nod to Stafford over Brady. Mahomes versus Tannehill will leave Adam feeling like he sat his ass on a burning grill. While Marky Mark stuffs McLaurin and Jalen Waddle, man, he's going to need them to score a full throttle. Kittle needs to stop being so shittle and take down Fant <laughs> so he has less poo in his pants. Wow, gee, so we don't do a goober and a super through the playoffs, but now no. we, we, we get to still do starts of the week, and I'm really excited about this because... Um, Wait, I don't know if you were keeping score last week, but it was an intense. Oh, I knew it was close. It was, it was intense, <laughs> like the week before. But we set like yeah. a world record for points. It was like ninety six points. It was, it was. We both really hit this week. Like it's sort of like a, a jizz pot situation where it was like we, if we if we'd done that team by like any other week, you would have won by mile. Both of our teams, yeah. and uh, we scored a lot more points than uh, a lot of our other weeks. <laughs> we had some issues. I think it was QB that we really uh, sort of stepped it up. We've we've picked some absolute shock as a quarterback. <laughs> Which, look, <laughs> to be honest, with this year, I'm not surprised. Like it's pr- it's hard enough. It's so, sometimes you got guys like Mahomes going out there and throwing out ten points and stuff like that. So finding a streamer that we're doing, uh, you know, it's Pretty not always well. the easiest thing. But, you know, we've, we've had some struggles and we finally both hit uh, on a QB this week, which was the big difference. It's a little bit hard to mix it up because you don't want to keep coming with the same rotation of three guys. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, no fun in that. That doesn't help anybody. So we've been actually trying to dig a little bit as well to try and, you know, really show some variety. And, and you know, probably that's been to our detriment a little bit. <laughs> I... um. I've got this weird thing this week where I'm just in all sorts. Like I, I still don't know who I'm picking. Like even, even, even oh, wow. whether you pick, whether you pick someone or not, if you pick one of them, it obviously makes it easier. I've got this weird thing too, where I kind of want to start at wide receiver because if you pick my wide receiver, it changes who I want to pick a quarterback because oh, I'm stacking God. and <laughs> I've got two different stacks of teams and I don't, I'm honestly still sitting here not knowing what I want to do. It's going to be a full live decision. I'll probably pivot eight Ooh. times. It's going to be great. You can hear me squirm live on a podcast. Oh, well, mate, I kind of had a similar thing where I'm looking down the list of players for this week and I'm going, oh, gee, actually, a couple of these positions are really hard. Um, and we talked about it off mic. We, we were sort of messaging back and forth about how we don't talk about who we're looking at, but we, we do sort of talk about where we're finding it easier and where we're finding it harder. And I found that in my list of options too, because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'm just kind of, I now come with two every week, just in case you need to call me out on going for something that might be a little too simple. Because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to claw myself back into a series here too. I've got a bit of pride to restore. <laughs> and if um, I end up going for one where you're like, that helps nobody, then I'm, I'm ready to pivot. And I'm, I'm willing to be told no. Okay. So I, I come with that as well. And it made it tricky because I've got a running back and a wide receiver from the same team, but I may Ooh. not need to use them. But I also might need to use them depending on if you tell me I'm not being helpful or not. <laughs> okay. A lot of foreskin. There's more foreskin dragging. <laughs> we need to change the name of this show, the Foreskin Fantasy Football Show. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, you know, I'm going to torture you by not going with wide receiver first. We've got to go quarterback first because that's how this is. Of course. <laughs> that's how it goes. I get it. So no, no, no. Much. <laughs> and I think just to get even with me now, you're probably going to tell me that one of my guys is, is no go. So um, uh, I'm ready to accept that. But I... I've got, got my buzzer ready. 
ready for it, mate. You can't do that on the first one, though, mate. I'm veritably picking a guy who was a very clear quarterback, too, in a standard <laughs> league. But give me the most handsome person on earth. Surely that oh. guy is going to help keep my life alive in this game. And I've got three words for you, Tay. Three words for you. Genuine asshole defense. Yeah. Sure, You know is. who it is. Of course I do. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. <laughs> Did you remember when he just used to throw up a 28-point day out of the blue? And this is the recipe, man. His running Cambridge game is Farm remembers. His wide receivers are all healthy. The defense is in good shape again. So now San Francisco, they also need to win, and they need to win in a way that will strike fear into people while they're doing it. So gimme, 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 Jimmy G after midnight, baby. Uh, you haven't helped me out at all here. <laughs> I was so sure that was such a clear pick oh, that I'm like, yeah, so this really fuck him up. Peep behind the curtain. He was my alternate all the way up to about two hours ago, and then I found someone else who I'm now – putting in the like line right like you know i'm now thinking between the guy i have first and this guy so jimmy g's on my list but he's third <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh mate i'm in oh, i'm fucking in a twist right now trying to work out what i want to do here because like i said whoever i take a quarterback if you then, if you then take my stack i'm going to be really cut <laughs> which which is stupid for me to say because then if i tell you who my quarterback is you can just then go take someone but um because you'll know the team. Uh, I'm set on my guys unless you back, tell eh? me one is illegal. I'm set on my guys. I'm just waiting for the law to tell me. I know. I'm just in a real spin over two guys. They just both have such great matchups. Um, yeah, okay. They've just both got reasons why. You know what? I'm gonna. The reason I'm going to go away from the initial first guy I have is because I've gone him a couple of times in this segment already. So... I don't know if I've gone him and starts the week twice, but I've gone him once and I've definitely gone him as like a buy low and stuff like that. So I'm going to pivot to this guy that I literally came up with like two hours ago uh, while I was on the way to basketball. I'm taking Justin Fields uh, against the Vikings. Um, 29th, the Vikings are 29th against the quarterback position. Fields in his last four games is averaging 74 yards um, on the ground, uh, which – it hit, like clearly they're actually starting to run some stuff that actually helps him. Like Matt Nagy for a while was he, he's a spud now, he's a spud then, he'll be a spud in the future. Uh, but he he just never ran any offense that actually helped Justin Fields and like sort of you know was running to his you know positives like his um strengths. And now I feel like at least they're starting to run some sets like some design run stuff. Uh, which is just huge for his fantasy output. And I just think the Vikings secondary is just ass as well. Like, put them on the spectrum. They are terrible. So, you know, Big Ben fucking tore him up last week. <laughs> well, that's, like, do I need to say anything else? So, yeah, in about well, 11 minutes go, as well. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to go Fields. I think he's a bit more of a risk than the guy I was going to take. But I just, I can see them having a really, really good offensive performance against the Vikings because I just don't think the Vikings are stopping anyone right now. And the, the good thing for me is that this is probably what swayed me is I think the Vikings will keep up. Like if anything, the Vikings are probably in front. Um, if not, it'll be close. So I just think Fields is going to need to continue to play. Um yeah, I might, as, I might as well just say my other guy was two. <laughs> oh, I was looking. Okay. I was. I had two of the whole time up against the Jets. 
I just think yeah. with the way they're playing, they could really tear the arsehole out of the Jets. But my worry there is that even with all the situation that's going on in the running back situation at the Dolphins, I honestly don't think it matters who the fuck they start. They are going to dominate the Jets on the crown. It does you could just put any cadaver out there and they'll just <laughs> um they'll just weaken at Bernie's it and just <laughs> just score probably two touchdowns at a couple hundred yards. Like it doesn't matter who you put there. The Jets can't stop anyone. So I do worry that like they'll I'll have three rushing touchdowns and then two won't have to do anything. Um so that was my little bit of a worry. So I'm gonna pivot to Justin Fields. Wow. That was a ride right there. Yeah, I, oh, I mate. Got my- you think the listeners thought they were on a ride. You, sh- you should have been in my head. I definitely got my $3 worth there. Holy cow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that, was, that was quite something. All right. Um, it's not going to change what I do here at, at any of my positions hearing you name those two guys. My running back... I, I think you're going to hate that I'm taking this guy, but he's definitely legitimate. I think it's more that you're going to be mad because I think he might have been someone you circled to. Because, like, I'd circled to her, but when I saw Jimmy, I'm like, give me the handsome. Give me the handsome. Oh, so handsome. It's so handsome. At, at running back, look, Chase Edmonds wasn't activated for last week, but he's been back in a training window and looking fine. Now, tossing an injury to Mr. Toughness himself, James Connor, who somehow managed 14 weeks without meeting the Grim Reaper. And now they've got the schedule synced and the world is right again. Detroit are just a bottomless pit that no offense has ever found a way to completely fill because then the next week they turn up and they are just another gaping hole for more offense to run through. And this, this is the team that might finally get the cup full because, you know, gee, even against the Rams, these guys were throwing up points everywhere. So give me Chase Edmonds. He's running back 46 because he's missed a bunch of time and I'm taking him. Oh, there's absolutely no issue with that, mate. Because like you don't even know. So I'm I've got a couple of leagues where I have him. Obviously, I've got him yeah. in Astro. Sort of stashed him in that IR spot. Um, I've got one where I actually need to play him uh, in uh, the league that I well, had like ten or eleven wins in, and it led the whole way. And like, but it didn't matter. Like the top eight out of twelve make it. So now all of a sudden, I'm just one versus eight. So it hasn't really mattered. I've pretty much been in. I've pretty much had my team, you know, in Cancun on holiday for the last like six weeks because that hasn't mattered. That's so <laughs> Whether great. I got first or eighth, it didn't matter at all. Um, so yeah, I've got Chase Edmonds, and I'm I'm very like low on running backs. Like I just had to full fab dump for Rashad Penny because I'm just wow. going to take a shot on that. I I don't know if I have to play him because I've got Gaskin and Edmonds who will be my starters, but I don't know if. Gaskin's even playing like because of what's going on with the whole COVID thing. Um, technically, I don't even know if Edmonds is playing because he hasn't even actually been taken off IR yet. Um, so that's why I thought I have to just fab dump someone because if, if I'm out this week wow. now, the whole league, so I just thought, who cares? I might as well do it. Um, you know, Penny looks good last week. But yeah, to, to Edmonds, that's fine. Like a guy coming off IR who wasn't the main guy anyway, he, he could be obviously if Connor's out. Yeah, uh, but I still think they'd probably sprinkle in Samino Benjamin or something like that. There's no way they're giving a full workload to to Edmonds straight off the bat, and that's my point. Is I don't want them to. I kind of want to see Edmonds once before I then think about putting him in my lineup for the semifinal in Astro. Like that's why I always wanted him to at least come back for a week first. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, I'm I'm fine with the pick. Like it's not a clear cut guy that you're guaranteed to play. I think it's more of a emergency guy. If you've got no one better. Like, that's that's how I feel of Edmonds because it is very risky. 
He's a bit risky, and I just kind of thought you would be um, looking at him a little bit for a segment like this too because uh, he's someone who's just about to step into a role where, I mean, he was splitting time and uh, the guy who was splitting time with us is getting a bunch of goal line, and now that guy is dead. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure he's dead. I, I just don't I don't know. that He's having an MRI. I just I don't know enough about it. Um, and I know. I've seen him for four seasons at the Steelers. He's dead, this guy. Yeah, yeah. You won't see him for another month. You're right. He was, he was very due. Uh, but and <laughs> even with Edmonds, like I said, coming off that high ankle sprain he had, I just worry that he doesn't get a huge amount of work straight off the bat, even without Connor. But he could, and if he does against that Detroit team, it is a high ceiling play if he comes out and dominates. And honestly, mate, I hope he does because I'm probably going to have to play him in that league. So, yeah. And it would obviously give me a lot more confidence moving forward in Astro if I eat. If he's my flex or, or in a running back two in, in position for me in Astro, that'd be great. So, yeah, okay. look, I've got yeah. no, no problem with that at all. I'm pretty exposed here because uh, no caveats. It's Chase Edmonds. There's no, I don't know if he doesn't play someone else. No, no, just Chase Edmonds. I'm pretty exposed here. I'm going for it. I'm just going for it, mate. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take your boy uh, who you took last week. I'm taking oh, quite a bit to wear. He was my other one. <laughs> yeah. And just in case Brilliant. you rinsed me on one, I'm like, oh, I'll pick Clyde again. That's why I'm like in the group chat yeah. that you and I have. I'm like, oh, what's the rules on guys we've taken before? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's, look, it's not like he's getting full, like huge amount of volume. Like he had 10 rushes, 37 yards, and two touchdowns. So it's not like he's out there just absolutely just getting Eli Mitchell like. Um, rush attempts, but to yep. be honest, they'd put that game away so early. I know normally that would mean there'd be more rush attempts in the second half, but I just think of you know his injury history and stuff, they just wouldn't yeah. even bother. But I just think he's looked good since he's been back. Well, I just yeah. think in general, he, he I'm not saying he's looked like what I hoped or anyone had hoped when he was drafted to go to that Kansas City team, but he's at least starting to get some looks in the passing game, which I think is the hugest thing for him. Um, and even some red zone looks they were the two things he was missing at the start of the year and sort of middle of last year to late last year that he just wasn't getting the passing work or the red zone work. So if you just get that on, on that Chiefs team, the way they can move the ball, that's all you really need to see. And up against the Chargers, um, they are just a funnel defense. They they stop you in the air, but they just give you the running, the running room yeah. to just run anywhere on the ground. It's just incredible. So, you know, they're 28th against running backs. Um, I just think it's a great play for Clyde Edwards this week. Yep, I agree with you. I like him so much that he was my toss-up. I'm like, well, which one do I go? And then I thought, you know what? I actually kind of feel like Edmonds is, uh, he is the all-in play when you're behind 5-4, then you swing yep. for the fences. You go for it, mate. Well, it seemed a bit safe. But I love the call. I love the call. And uh, I almost made it myself. <laughs> you're not going to pick this guy. Um, it's got to be the weirdest thing that I've brought to start to the week. And and let me recap real quick, because I brought MVS. I brought T.Y. Hilton before it was cool to bring T.Y. Hilton. I brought two guys who didn't play one week. And I've also brought a week where my quarterback and wide receiver combined for a negative 0.32. So for me to bring this, let's not say I'm trying my darndest to work on the fans to try and get the love that they give for my co-host. But this is a weird thing to bring. I'm bringing Amari Cooper. Are you going to allow Amari Cooper? Because what the fuck is wrong with a world where I'm offering Amari Cooper, who's seemingly an iffy start in a standard league? That's the toughest one you've brought. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a very lenient guy. I, I can hear your cogs mm-hmm. ticking over being like, 
Man, do I allow this? Do I allow this? This fucking guy. Look, Is he taking liberties? This fucking guy. The, the reason I'm leaning towards allowing it, uh, like his name dictates that he wouldn't be a part of the segment, but if you yeah. actually have a deep dive, like he's ranked 25, who I'm taking is actually ranked 26. And to be honest, Amari Cooper hasn't actually missed as much time as you think. Like it, it isn't generally <laughs> just like, I'll have a look now. He's missed two games, like on the whole season. So it's not like he's he's struggling at 25 because he's missed a whole lot of, bunch of games. He legitimately just hasn't been that great. Like he, yeah. And the, weirdly, the Dallas offense, and you see this with Dak, they seem to get ahead in games early and just coast. Like it's a real weird offense. It's nothing like it was last year where they were falling behind because their defense was just the epitome of us. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. Like they, they don't seem to have, have like those 400 ga- yard games or anything from Dak anymore. It's more like low 200s. And yeah. I just don't think it guarantees Cooper. Like, and then there's obviously the chance that it's a Lamb game. Like Lamb's emergence is, is definitely yeah. sort of hurting Cooper. Um, you never know. Gallup pops up, a Schultz probably comes in for a TD. I've got. I actually. I don't. I don't have an issue. Like, it, it definitely is a bigger name than we normally have on this segment. But I, I don't actually have that much of a problem with it because to me, he is twenty-five, but he's yeah. a, he's he's a legit twenty-five on the year. Like, he's not he's not a twenty-five because he's missed six games and he's actually the wide receiver four or something. Like, he's he's to me, he legitimately is a question mark. Like, you're probably playing if you have him. But I, I never thought this. I never thought this segment was like it has like it has to be the deepest shot. Like I just thought it was like someone that at least has some sort of question mark. Like that isn't just oh this week I'm thinking about playing Devonte Adams. Like oh do you reckon <laughs> I'm, I'm considering it? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got no problem with that honestly because like I said I'm taking the guy that's ranked one spot behind him anyway. In my defense, TC in a 16 team league has thrown this guy out as a flex. (laughs) Not because he's a stack, but because this guy's iffy. And he started in 61% of leagues on NFL.com, which to me kind of says if you start, that's kind of why. But uh, if you rinsed me on it, I would have understood. Now, look, I thought about it. It was an interesting (laughs) one. um, But. Yeah, I decided to allow it. Why not? Bring, let's bring the fun. Well, okay. All right. I, I'm glad with that because you would have hated my alternate and uh, now you don't ever have to know who that was. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm bending over and showing you my full Mooney. <gasps> oh, it's your new boyfriend. Yep. He's back, baby. And uh, he's had a couple of struggles. Uh, I just think there were some really tough matchups. Um even though they scored 30 points, it all came from weird sort of shit uh, yeah. in that Green Bay game. And he just never really got a chance to get into the game. Um, and because they like weirdly led for a lot of the game, the game script, That's even so though it was weird. high scoring, just didn't even seem to be good. It was just such a weird game. I, I didn't even know what the hell I was watching. Um, but give me Mooney here at home, stack him with Justin Fields up against the worst wide receiving defense in the Vikings. Literally last. That is not good, people. Uh, just, just if you're wondering. Uh, like I right said, he, he's had a couple of tough games last last two, but before that, 16 fantasy points, 21.6 fantasy points, 19.1 fantasy points. Uh, I think the guy is easily the best receiver on their team. 
Uh, I think this is going to be more of a traditional game for them. I don't think it's going to be these weird gizmo gadget plays like they did against uh, Green Bay or, you know, they obviously scored off a punt return as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'd give me Mooney here. I, I even have a decision I'll, I'll just tell you, my other, my alternate was Devontae Parker. <laughs> I was oh, actually wow. going to say to you, like, hey, I've got Tua. Um, you're probably thinking I'm going to tag Waddle with him, which, to be honest, I think Waddle's probably too high for this. Uh, I was like, no, 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 I'm going Devontae Parker because I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the pod. Actually, it was yeah. last week when I said yeah, uh, someone saw sort of stash. Um, and I've actually got uh, in Sizzle and Queen's League where I'm in a dual die. I've got a choice between Mooney and Parker, and I'm going Mooney just purely because of the matchup. And again, like the yeah. reason I went Fields, I think they're going to need to pass more often, uh, and I think the game's going to be closer if not Vikings ahead. So I think that actually gives the um, Mooney a bigger opportunity than Parker because I just think, you know, you've got Waddle, you've got a few other guys there in uh, Miami anyway, so it's not guaranteed that Parker's even close to being the one anyway. And I just think it could be one of those games where they just run out of the clock on that shitty Jets rushing defense anyway. So I'm going to take Mooney here anyway uh, because yeah. I think he's slightly a better pick. And then, like I said, I end up going Justin Fields for that for that Bears stack, which normally you wouldn't like a Bears stack. But Bears I think stack. against the Vikings, it's definitely uh, – it's got its risk to it. But uh, I can see that being fruitful this week. Mate, not since Jay Cutler – and Brandon Marshall, <laughs> if you wanted a bear stack. So nah. just don't forget to set your clocks back to 2014 for that. Jesus Christ. Watch out for that full moon. Well, I don't think you can say we haven't helped the people there. I think they'll be uh, knocking on our doors to wish us, um, you know, all sorts of gratitude for how much we helped them there. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we've done our due, due diligence here and then we've done our job. Um, yeah, you can all thank us later, people. You can all thank us later. I like your post this on the Instagram page is straight away, man, Jot. Oh, you picked Jimmy G. So I like you better this week, Matty C. That's pretty much how it works. Whoever picks a 49ers player, he'll he'll say he likes their team better. Well, have you noticed it? Because last week it was uh, Ayuk, and then the week before that it was Elijah Mitchell. So you can see what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to give the people what they want, man. I'm going to give the people what they want. That's uh, that. That's a little broadcasting lesson for you. Write that one down. (laughs) From the veteran to the rookie. Um, (laughs) No, not quite. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? You know that the question's going to be like, what colour is a football? Who has the mail? You got another one in there? You still got one more in the big old Philip Rivers sack? Thanks to your questions at Ashley Podcast. Do Do we have a drop for that? Um, mate, speaking of uh, fans, we are lucky enough to have such an engaged group of listeners that we, we continue to get all kinds of great listener mail. And, and I've got two writing questions this week. Um, I mean, I, I just don't know how people get these handles because, I mean, check out this one. This one, the first one is from at Goffing a Lung Up, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> Goffing a Lung Up. So good. Um, His question is simple, and I'm going to come straight to you with it because who knows more about this than you. Can I trust AJ Brown straight out of the gate? (laughs) That's my answer. It's a big (laughs) one. I'm assuming this guy's in a playoff game. Geez, what's your expectation on trust, really? That's that's my question is, look, I'm playing. What trust for with AJ Brown catches? (laughs) Is this where we're at? (laughs) I'm playing him 
it's too like you kept him and you got him for a reason. There's too much upside on him, and like I think they've been very coy with this, even putting him on IR. Um, I think they've realised that the team isn't in a great spot. They've probably got some matchups like they had Jags last week that they can sort of get by, and they're better off just getting themselves healthy for the playoff run because they know they're not in a great spot now anyway. So it was like, well, why even risk AJ Brown just hurting himself even more, which we know would have happened. Uh, if it's a one-off game like this, like in your playoffs, uh, I'm definitely playing him like because he, he's a risk when you're in the fantasy, regular fantasy season because you're just worried every single time he's going to get injured. In this situation, it's just do or die. He's too high a ceiling. You can't not play him. He's even off the IR, you know, because like I said, they were very, very, you know, they took a very coy approach and they definitely made sure he was right. I think he comes back at full strength. Um, there's just no one else in that right receiving core anyway. So there's no, it's like any, not like anyone's taken anything from him. Uh, you know, they've got some matchups where they might need to actually throw a little bit too. Uh, so look, trust. No, I don't think I ever trust him. <laughs> it's, it's not about right. that. It's just, look, the guy is the one on his team. Uh, I think Tannehill is going to love having him back. I actually think if him and Julio together is a better thing for him. I just think it takes a bit of pressure off him. And if they see Julio out there, then it takes, you know, at least they can't just completely hammer down on AJ Brown. The guy is a beast. He can break out for two touchdowns at 180 yards. I know it's not a great passing offense, but he can do it. He's proven it. Um, Please don't bench him because he's the kind of guy that could break out and you'll just be so pissed off. So, look, again, I don't completely trust him, but he's going to be in my lineup, guaranteed, if he's, if he's healthy, obviously. Oh, 100%. I think if he hadn't been hurt, you would have started him every week. He's not hurt. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, just... Yeah. I don't think that's that, that tricky. Um, but I, I do like that you're like, uh, I don't know if I completely trust the guy. I no, think you've I just, just wormed your way off his Christmas card list now. I think you're fucked. I can't, like, I, I mentioned him when we you. were drafting. I stayed away from him when we were drafting just because of this. Oh, like, he gets he injured. He's, he gets injured. The Titans, you know, have some games. They throw for barely over 100 yards. It's just the way that happens. It's not the greatest offense to have the one in, but you've just seen it from him before. He, you know, he'll have a couple of duds, but then that one week, on that third week, he's he's very Tyler Lockett-esque. He's just a way bigger version. He's like the size of DK, but then sort of has a game script like Tyler Lockett. He would just every third game will just have this absolute monster. And you'd be like, yes, I'm in on AJ Brown. He's a top five guy. And then all of a sudden he's injured or he drops a three or something the week after. And you're like, fuck's sake. So like I said, I don't know if I can 100% trust him. Like if I wanted a 10 out of someone, it probably wouldn't be him. Um, I'd be looking <laughs> elsewhere for more consistency. But like I said, he's just got too much ceiling not to play. He's a big Tyler Lockett. All right. I'm just going to at AJ Brown. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's a big Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Next one's from at Scuba's son. So I think. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one to work out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you don't need a name these days. You can just call your dad and then be the dad's son. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> I finished four and 10 in my first fantasy season. What would you say to a new player like me who really stunk up their league on debut? Look, as a person who stunk it up last year and has definitely stunk it up at other times, just keep playing, mate. Like it's. It is what we all go through. We have some really tough years. Some some years it just doesn't work out. You, you take your shots on players and you, you think you've got a good plan going in and all it takes is a few injuries, uh, 
a guy just not getting the work that you thought they were going to do and your, t- your team can just tailspin. It's, it, it's not that you're a bad player. It's that it just was the whatever happened that year just didn't work out. Just go in fresh next year. It is such an enjoyable game. I've just proven I've gone from five and eight to ten and four in one year. Um, things just sort of worked out a lot better for me this year. It's not that I changed things completely dramatically. Like, mm, you know, I did a lot yeah. of trades last year. I did a lot of trades this year. And if anything, I was actually really happy with my team last year, but it just didn't work out for me. I just always sort of couldn't hit my ceiling for my team. And it doesn't mean you just give up. You just have a look at it next year. You try and draft well. And if you don't, you know, draft exactly how you want to, you start looking at pieces and things like that, hit your waiver wires, stuff like that. It's just such a fun game. Just never give up, mate. Like four and 10, like, I, you know, I've definitely had years like that. Like last year, like I mentioned, I was pretty much that, at, you know, and I felt like I did a lot of things right and it still didn't work. So just keep at it. It's a very fun game. You'll you'll learn a lot. Um, and look, next year you'll probably go fourteen and know the exact same tactics. It's just how it goes. And it's a fickle lady fantasy football, isn't it? And and I think, man, if you learnt stuff from what happened to your team, or you even just learnt stuff from watching the other teams in your league and how they manoeuvred, um, that's that's what you've got to take away from it. You know, your record is your record. Well, you know, but it doesn't have to be because if you've taken the time to have a bit of a look around and you've picked some stuff up from what other people did or, or what you did that didn't work, you know, that, that's valuable. So, um, yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. We all learn. And, and, I mean, gosh, even the most battle-hardened fantasy players have down years. So, um, you know, don't worry too much about it. Just continue to enjoy if you're not enjoying it, that's a problem. But um, yeah, yeah, man. As long as you're enjoying it, um, okay, keep going, keep keep at it. Mate, it would not be a complete show without our super fan. Of Hang course. In. Are you ready for something from the man, Jot, the myth, the legend? Always, mate. He's got an audio question for you. It's a double barreler. Yeah, of course. Can't have that single barrel shit. <laughs> <laughs> no single barrels around here. Uh, all right, let's let's give Manjot a bell here. Hey guys, the Manjot, the Mr. Legend, back here with another voice message for the boys at Astro League Podcast. Now today, I firstly want to congratulate Jackal for finally making the playoffs after 12 years. For context, I only started watching the NFL 12 years ago. Now, my first question is... Who will be the fantasy playoffs MVP this season? Well, tough one, I straight up. I I'm not just gonna go a guy like I've mentioned that's just so hot right now, and it's Justin Jefferson. I I think he still somehow gets underrated. I don't know how that's possible, but I still think he does. He is just so goddamn good. Like every yeah, week yeah. you're looking at it, whether he has a touchdown or not, he's got 150 yards and he just has such a high ceiling. And then you've also got Adam Thielen, obviously, with some issues at the moment. Um, it just ends up with more targets for him. And with Kirk Cousins having such a great year, I can see that continuing. Um, like I mentioned, at Chicago is an enormous matchup this week. So that's your first, that's your first rounder right there. Um, obviously, he gets LA the week after, which obviously isn't completely ideal. But I just don't think it's going to matter. He's just so good that they're going to hyper-target him, whether it means he has to come closer and he doesn't get the deep threat things because he's a, you probably have Ramsey on him. Um, but look, Ramsey's, you know, he's, he's great, don't get me wrong, but he's also had 
you know, some issues with trying to defend some of the better receivers as well. Like, it's not just a complete lockdown. Um, I just think Jefferson's going to be absolutely fantastic. I know that's not a real deep shot or anything like that, but I still think even at wide receiver two, people for some reason don't quite put him in that like Devontae Adams um, sort of area, maybe even Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Cooper Cup stolen a lot of the limelight. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there as one that sort of came to my mind straight away. Wow. Where is he going to get drafted next year? That's going to be a great question. That's, yeah. that's for future us to look at. But, man, I love it. He's um, currently just electric. He hasn't had a week under 10 points in living memory. He's uh, had more weeks of 30 points than I've had hot meals lately. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, we, we're ready for the second parter. Oh, come on, man, George. Give it to us. And my second question is, how was it like for you, Taylor, when your Titans beat the Jaguars yet again? Thanks for listening. And I must say, thanks for all the support from all my loyal super fan fans as well. Oh, Look, ouch. man, John, it, make, it gets me drunk. Um, just gets me 12 beers every single year. Uh, it's, it's really tough having Maddie C. rock up with those 12 cold beers often cause um, that he has to hand over because every single game has a six-beer bet on it that we've done for about, oh, God, seven or eight years now. Yeah. Uh, there was there was a couple of ties really early. I don't think the Titans have ever lost both. I, I can't remember oh, yeah. me ever right. having to pay out on any of those. So, so far, it's, it's just uh, been it's me been a- donating you beer. <laughs> in a beer drive, and I've been donating you. have been the beneficiary of this beer drive. For anyone that's seen Beer Fest, I'm basically just landfill who just dives into the massive like tub of beer and just drowns in it. Like that's how much beer I'm getting right now. And I'm just trying to like suck my way out of it and I just drown in beer. It's awesome. You know what I think is great about it this year is because you work for a place that makes beer. Now I can yes. probably just send you a twelve pack of like Milo sticks or something like that. <laughs> so, so you can make hot chocolate instead. <laughs> Look, I'll enjoy 12-pack of anything. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that I can uh, get you 12 beers anywhere near as nice as the quality of beer that the place that you work for makes. I don't know if you want to give them a plug or or what, but, mate, um, yeah, we'll find a way to make sure that you get honoured for this ongoing bet that we've had. Yeah, look, literally, gee, it's been toward the the decade point. It might not quite there yet, but it's getting, getting that far along. And yeah, it's been tough, mate. It's been it's been really tough just getting these beers each year. Just just you know, it's been real worrying. The Titans, you know, it's not like they beat them like twenty nil or anything like that. It's it's a real sweat on some of those games. There has been enough games where we have done very little to trouble scorekeepers uh, in this matchup <laughs> season. Was there a ninety nine yard Derrick Henry run in one of them on a Thursday night where oh. he just like threw four guys into the stands? On his run, like, four, I, I feel like, this, like I've got visceral memories of just being having to be resuscitated, pretty much from just watching my team get tortured. And I, I don't know, I don't even think we've won a game against the Titans since Blake Bortles was our quarterback. Oh. <laughs> there was definitely there was one you guys won at home against us pretty easily with uh, Minshew. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you which year. Oh, I assume that was like three years ago, maybe two or three. Um, I mean, I get it because the Minch, I mean, he can even win in oh. Philly. I mean, the guys, I mean, he's unquestioned. Those jorts. You just can't get, you just can't get enough of those jorts. 
Oh, well, I think you can't find a better way to finish the show than talking about Minch. Let's wrap it Absolutely. up. I wish my dad was like his dad. Do you see how pumped he and his dad were after that? Oh, my dad and I don't like- share moments like that. He's a former history teacher who worked at like an archives. Like we don't share moments like that. I thought it was the start of a brawl at first. I was just like, he's like punching him <laughs> and just going nuts. Like there was veins sticking out of every part of his body. He was just going absolutely oh, ape shit. It was awesome. Is that how it is in your family when you get the hucker or um or, or stroke yeah. the liquor out? Is that what happens? Your dad gets yeah, up mate, veins like, everywhere. Parent? Just go absolute, yeah. Look, mate, it's look. Me and Minshew, me and Gardner are the same, mate. We're the same spirit animal. <laughs> well, I cannot wait for one of these years when you do the uh, the Movember, and we get to see exactly how that stacks up. I cannot. I wait. for the people, I cannot grow mo. I. Here's a story for you. I was doing Movember back when I was when I first time when I was living in Wollongong before I moved to Canberra, and I did Movember because everyone that I, at the club I was working at was doing it. Anyway, it got to about November 27th, and everyone's got these like awesome mo's. And a, a patron came out to me when I was serving at the bar, and she looked at me and said, "Oh, how come you're not doing Movember this year?" And I've Ouch. just been doing it for 27 days, and I'm Ouch. like. Oh, you know, I just I don't know, just didn't feel like it. <laughs> so wow. I've just got this filthiest like mo that's like blonde and it's just filth. Like I cannot grow one to save my life. Like it's it is just the most garbage thing ever. Getting trolled by the patrons at like an RSL club. That that sucks. That is a low, yeah. low moment. And mate, if you're here, I'd give you a big hug. That, that's a moment. I, I shouldn't be taunting you. That's that's a moment you need support and love Tough, from mate. people who care about you. It's tough, mate. Old uh, Margaret or some nice human name is because she was like 70. Um, probably <laughs> uh, uh, probably the name of that demographic. <laughs> Agnes giving you shit across yeah. the bar. <laughs> You're trying not Bloody to Agnes. lead over and whack her. <laughs> give, me no, a, that's not- give me a spell, Agnes. Fuck me. It's <laughs> easy, mate. Back to the pokies for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get that slap finger ready. Stop giving me shit and go hit the 10 spot on the keynote, would you? <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh great mate good luck for your bye week I don't know what to Thanks, do on a bye week it's been a lot of years since I've had one I've got an endless bye week now until next September so um, mate I'm off to the beach see ya it's just um, just uh, I've just got to sit there and hope my guys don't get injured although I'm in a fair few different playoffs in different leagues so I'll be uh, still just as interested but for Astro it's just keeping an eye on the guys uh, that I have and just hoping they don't get injured or re-injured, the, all the guys that are on my bench that are coming back from my arse. Oh, yeah, that's a big feature of your team. It's being like, well, you know, once you've got a bunch of wins under your belt and you know you're going to be in the playoff mix, then you can start looking ahead and uh, and it was the right thing to do. So hopefully um, some things come up roses for you, mate, and uh, you can join the pantheon of champions. Come and get your gold jacket like Happy Gilmore and, and come stand next to me, mate. I believe that's Mr. Goodall's. <laughs> well, you know that's going to be on the Instagram this week. <laughs> <laughs> we got one. We finally got one. We got there. <laughs> All right, Uru, have a good week, and I'll catch up with you on the next week. Good luck, mate. You too, mate. Thank you. Hooroo. <laughs>